0: praise the lord merry christmas everyone i i can see some faces you know people people say that with a mask you don't know if people are smiling or not but you know if you look at their eyes you can actually know whether someone is you know you you can tell their disposition so some some people i'm trying to look at your eyes and see what it say merry christmas all merry christmas. It's, it's good to be in God's presence. You know, it's, it's interesting that I was sitting there and thinking to myself that the worship leader, the young lady that gave us a poem, they, they kind of summed up what I wanted to say. So I was thinking, let's, let's just be merry and be glad and be on our way. Um, shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to be here this day. We, we do not take it for granted, O oh God. We do not take your grace, your mercy, your loving kindness. We do not take it for granted. We thank you, Lord, for this day in which we're celebrating the birth of your son, Jesus Christ. As we look into your word, we ask that you speak to us expressly in Jesus' name. That which you've already been saying, that you're reinforcing the mighty name of Jesus. We give you all the praise, Father, for we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise, praise, praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. We, we gather on Christmas Day. We, we share the word. We pray together. We celebrate together. And we go as families and celebrate. And, you know, I, I, I was pondering over the various Christmas messages we hear. We talk about, as, as the praise and worship was going on, I was thinking to myself, you know, Jesus is Alpha and Omega, He's the beginning and the end. And a lot of the songs that the worship leader was singing was reminding me of Easter. And I was thinking to myself, we cannot, we cannot divorce Easter. From Christmas. Without Christmas, there is no Easter. Without Easter, Christmas would have been futile because we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be Christians. We wouldn't be called, you know, that children of God. We wouldn't be Christ like because he had to be born, he had to die on the cross, he had to shed his blood so that we can be saved. Praise the Lord. So, you know, one, one without the other is nothing. And thank God for the birth of Christ. Today, briefly, I just want to talk about true Christmas. And that was why I said that, you know, I, I did a fantastic job with that poem She You know, I want to talk about true Christmas. And, you know, for different people, Christmas means different things. We've been been saying that for a while now. Different people interpret Christmas to have different meanings. Um, For some, it's it's this fixation about white Christmas. How many people have been hearing talks of white Christmas, white Christmas? Nobody. Oh, I thought I'm... Okay, thank you. And I I thought maybe I'm the only one. How many people were looking forward to white Christmas? A few of us. Some people are too cold to raise their hand. (laughs) It is well. Some people would rather, you know, have their Christmas in somewhere like Florida or Hawaii, you know, warm Christmas. But a a lot of the time, particularly in this UK, there's a fixation with white Christmas. And I, in the past week, I was listening to the radio often and a lot was being said about, oh, would it be white Christmas? Would it be wet Christmas? And even, do you know that they go as far as placing bets? on whether it will be a white Christmas or not. And even me growing up, one of my favorite songs was I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas. How many of us know that? I'm dreaming of a white Christmas just like the ones I used to know. You, you know the reality, I, I sat down and I thought, did I really know white Christmas? I, I've been telling my kids, you know, when I was younger, by Christmas period, you know, it's all snow. Apparently it's not true. I, 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 went, I went to check the stats and in the last 56 years, since 1960, you know, there's only been white Christmas in the North of England 26 times. In the South of England, Since 1960, there's only been white Christmas 10 times. And we, you know, we're we're always going on about white Christmas and white Christmas. But it's almost a fallacy. And yet we're so fixated on it. Another thing, another thing that people talk about a lot is this notion of the Christmas spirit. How many people have heard that phrase? Where's your Christmas spirit? Come on, where's your Christmas spirit? And it, it, it's, it sounds good. It's nice. Having that Christmas spirit. I think Charles Dickens must have played a big role in that notion of Christmas spirit. How many people know what I'm talking about? No, sir. Go for it. A Christmas Carol. Ebenezer. Ebenezer. Scrooge. Ghost of Christmas, past, ghost of Christmas, ghost of Christmas. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. If we're, if we're bothering about Christmas, you know, the ghost of Christmas past, present and future, where would we be? But you know, when folks talk about Christmas spirit, what are they thinking about? They're thinking about the the necessities of this world, the friendliness, the joyfulness, the, the merry nature, being kind. And for some, this is the period to be kind. For some, this is the period to be charitable. This is, even if they don't do anything throughout the year, this is a period they will give to charity. They will show kindness. They will think about the homeless. They will do all that. But you know, with all that, if you take Christ out of the equation, the Bible says that our righteousness, they're what? They're like filthy rags. If we take Christ out of the equation, the good deeds would not count to anything in the sight of God. We, at least in relation to eternity you can do so many good deeds if christ is not in it we're nowhere and that's why you know i just thought today to remind us why what is the true christmas about what is true christmas you know it the, the clue is in the name christmas Christ's mass. it's the mass that belongs to christ it has to be all about him alone The worship leader read for us from Isaiah chapter nine, and I'll read it in New Living Translation. It says, for a child is born to us, a son is given to us, the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end and he will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's army will make this happen. It says to us a child is born, to us a son is given. The government will rest on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, prince of peace it says his government and its peace will never end like it says he will rule with fairness and justice he will rule with fairness and justice two things that stand out in that passage we always talk about his various names but you know it says that with christ with the breath of christ there will be unending peace he says his peace it's peace, the peace that comes with the government of Christ will never end, unending peace. But not just that, talks about fairness and justice. It says he will rule with fairness and justice. And that, that, should, you know, that should guide us in what we do, in how we live as Christians, in prioritizing Christ in this Christmas period. Are we sharing the good news of peace? Are we living in a fair and just way? Are we dealing with folks, you know, with fairness, with justice? Um, I think for those that their alma mater is St. Paul's, I think there are too many people. All those that their alma mater is St. Paul's, wave. Just wait for me, if you can. I want to put you to test. That's what I'm saying wave. Not the ones that are currently there. Do you remember the school motto of that school? What is it? what does it say micah 6 micah 68 what does it say let <laughs> see people would say it out if you remember to act justly to walk and what blessing and to walk humbly to act Justly, to be just in what we do, in how, you know, how we act. You, you think St. Paul's is amazing Grace Parish Secondary School. It, it's, it's like a, you know, a conveyor belt. And there's, praise the Lord, justice and fairness, even in this Christmas period. <clears throat> Who did Christ come for? Who did Christ come for? Did he, he, he came for us all. But in, in as much as we've been saved, we that way, were, we were Christians. We're Christians, we're Christ-like. That's why we're Christians. But does it stop with us? Now think about the people that the message went out to. Who are the people that the message of Christ went out to? It went out to the shepherds. They didn't know him, but the message went out to him. Luke 2, 8 and 9. Luke chapter two, verses eight and nine. You know, we we know that the the angel, and we sing that song, while shepherd watch their flock by night. So they were watching their flock. The angel came to them. Verse eight says, that night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. And they were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said, I bring you great news that will bring great joy to all people. I bring you great news that will bring great joy to all people. So what is true Christmas? True Christmas is us spreading that great news, ensuring that there is great joy to all people. I think we, we need to reflect, we need to ask ourselves, are we really doing that in this Christmas season? Another set of people that were, you know, you, you talk about key characters in the Christmas story. You think about the wise men. You think about the wise men, Matthew chapter two, verses one to two. Matthew chapter two, verses one to two. It says, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea. Does anyone know what Bethlehem actually means? Go for it, sir. You're on a roll. House of bread. House of bread. And we, we, you know that song with Jehovah Jireh, my provider. He was born in the house of bread. The provider, the one that provides. It says Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men, you know, some versions call them magi. I know you, you think about the word magi. Um, who's a magi? Or oh, who are magi? Pardon my grammar. Magi is the plural of magus. So who are magi? They, they, they're seen as pretty much like sorcerers, magicians, and all um, people that, you know, astrologers, interpreters, of the signs of, you know, the heavens. Not not followers of Christ in that regard. But yet, these folks, they, you know, we're told that these they were wise men from the eastern lands, arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw a star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. So even people that were not on God's side, I'll use that word on God's side, were seeking him. You know, these folks must have traveled for almost two years, according to, you know, those that know these things. I'm, I'm still trying to understand it. Well, they, they, they said that the major would have traveled following the stars for almost two years. That is commitment. That is commitment. So they, they saw a star and they followed that star. Dedication to worship, to come to worship. So Christmas is not just about the here and now. It's not just about, you know, celebrating on the day. I, I remember many years ago, I, I shared a sermon on Christmas should be every day. And then a few hours later, I was talking to a lady and I was like, she did something. I said, see, you think Christmas is every day? She now said that, but you just preach about Christmas being every day. You know, you know we use that phrase a lot, you know. It's not Christmas, it's not every day. Something happens, but it should be every day. These guys steadfastly for two, close to two years, they sought, they sought out the Messiah to worship him. So in, in the true Christmas spirit, we need to devote ourselves, not just in Christmas, not just for Christmas, we need to devote ourselves to seeking the Lord, to worshiping the Lord on a daily basis. We need to devote ourselves to sharing the good news, to reaching out to the poor, the needy, to, make, to providing for them, to doing our bit. We need to devote ourselves to ensuring that the good news of great joy is not just being shared with our household, with our family members, but with all men, all people, whether in our schools, in our workplaces, wherever it is we find ourselves. There's so many people out there that don't know about this Christmas message. Yes, we can be charitable, but we, the charity without Christ will be vain. So let us, let us share that message of good news. Let us preach Christ. Let us show the love of Christ and let us be charitable. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. I say true Christmas is ensuring that we spread the good news to all people. Praise the Lord. I, I know it's, it's quite nippy here. Can I ask us all to stand up? If you, if you don't mind. All right. Wait, we're just going to say a word of prayer. Pray, pray, I want you to pray. Say a word of prayer for yourself. We just shared a word on, you know, true Christmas. What is true Christmas about? Is it about, you know, the, the weather, It's the white Christmas, is it, is it about the songs? Is it about the spirit of the Christmas which without Christ is void? What is true Christmas to you? What is the Lord? What does it require of you? Are you acting justly? That, that Isaiah says that, you know, is rule his rule will be with fairness and justice do you act justly do you act fairly with all men that you make that you deal with are you passionately committed to the things of god we we celebrate the birth of our savior lord and savior jesus christ are we, are we shouting it? Are we shouting it out loud? There's, there's that song that says, go tell it on the mountains, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountains that Jesus Christ is King, that Jesus Christ is Lord. Are we, are we shouting it out loud? Because if, if we're not spreading that good news, even the angels came down. The angel came down to share the good news, to let folks know that a savior of the world has been born. The redeemer of the world has been born. Brothers and sisters, it's not, it's not enough. To worship God, it, God requires our service. It requires our service in the sense of us reaching out to others, to the lost, to those that need the that need to hear the message, that need to hear this good news, this glad tidings. we we spread these glad tidings through our words we spread these glad tidings through the things we do through our deeds through our acts of kindness through the love that we show because God so loved the world that he gave his only son says whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life that is the good news that the son has come to die So that we can have life eternal. Are we doing in sharing that good news? Are we doing in spreading that good news? Quiet, can you help me with that? That song says, You didn't want heaven without us. so jesus you brought heaven down My Savior. want heaven without us so you sent your son Jesus Christ to come pay the price so that we will not spend a life in damnation but I will spend our eternal life in bliss with you we thank you Lord for the cross we thank you Lord for the birth We thank you, Lord, because we know that without the birth of your son, there would have been no cross. Say, Lord, accept our thanks. We thank you because indeed we acknowledge that Jesus is the reason for the season. He's the reason why we're here. He's the reason why we celebrate. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of life. Lord, we say accept our thanks. Accept our praises, O God. Because we pray in the name of your precious son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you.